Hello, and welcome to the Pros Travel Podcast, The View from 30,000 Feet, a podcast series featuring airline industry experts tackling the real issues around airline digital transformation. This is our second season. I highly recommend listening to the last season if you haven't yet. And we're focused on big and small changes around travel IT, data, products, and retailing. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight. everyone. This is Aditi Mehta. It's 2020, a new year, a new decade. A lot of us have personal goals and resolutions we're aspiring to, and that's no different for many airlines. They all have strategic plans and initiatives that are looking they are looking to kick off or accomplish in 2020. Last season, Stanislav and I spoke about digital transformation initiatives at airlines, how much investment, time, and resources they take. Airlines are now dedicating upwards of 30 to 40% of their budgets towards digital transformation, and 68% of them are looking to upgrade software and IT infrastructure. Those are big numbers and big changes. To help us talk about this change, successes, and failures, and how airlines can tackle their technology dreams, we have Michael Brownfield, Vice President of Professional Services at Pros. He works very closely with Pros airline customers around the world, discussing not only the implementation and successes of Pro solutions, but also the big management pain points around change management, training, budgets, and time to value. Welcome, Michael. Thanks, Aditi. I'm really happy to be on The View from 30,000 Feet. Well, we're glad to have you here. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came into the airline industry? Yeah, happy to. It's slightly non-traditional, I guess, for people who have been in the airline industry for a while. I actually got my start uh, not in the airline industry. I started out in strategy consulting. I spent about a decade at Accenture working um, with a host of different uh, companies in a bunch of different industries, primarily around the concept of um, pricing, price optimization, um, and, and really understanding the fundamentals of consumer demand and how that influences pricing. Um, so I spent a lot of time working with retailers uh, on topics ranging from um, competitive strategies to assortment optimization and even things like store layouts. Um, and then I also spent a lot of time with some B2B clients uh, focusing on uh, commercial excellence strategies. So how companies actually negotiate better, how they price their contracts better and include all the terms and conditions that go along with that. Um, and then I spent a little bit of time at, at McKinsey doing some similar stuff as they were trying to build out their digital practice. Um, and then I came to pros. I, <laughs> I have to say I am a lifelong aviation geek, though. Right. <laughs> My mom has been showing me pictures of when I was a little kid at the airport watching planes take off. So <laughs> I have to say being a pros, working in the travel industry specifically, is kind of my dream job. Oh, that's great to hear. And a great breadth of experience across m multiple industries. But as you know, now working in the airline industry, it's a very unique space to be in. What do you think makes this industry so unique and so different from the ones that you've worked in in the past? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a weird industry because it's B2C, so it's consumer focused, but there's a bunch of intermediary, intermediaries in the industry and there's just a weird ecosystem that surrounds everything. So it's kind of unlike any other industry that I've ever seen where retailers are, you know, they've got the consumer packaged goods companies who, you know, sell their goods to retailers who then sell, curate them and sell them on to the end consumer. You've got B2B companies like oil companies that are, you know, selling stuff to other companies. Um, but it's just a it's a weird industry because it's a it's a it's a B2C industry with a bunch of other stuff wrapped wrapped around it that makes it so complex. Um, it's highly competitive and cooperative, which is also a weird dynamic in this industry. So airlines are competing fiercely with each other while they're also trying to cooperate where they can so that they're all maximizing profit. 
yeah, it's just a it's a weird industry. It is, and as you keep working in it, you learn more and more. I feel yeah. like also really small. I mean, it's you know, there's there's tens of thousands of B two B companies. There's countless numbers of retailers out there, uh, you know, big and small. Everyone talks about Amazon, and Walmart, but I mean, there's <laughs> there's lots of different companies out there. I mean, there's um, you know, there's a finite number of airlines in the right. world, and it's a relatively small industry. A lot of people know each other, which is great because it, I mean, it's it's an industry that a lot of people are passionate about. Some of the people on my team like to talk about the fact that it gets in your blood. Yeah. <laughs> it never gets out, right? Yeah. Once you go travel, you can't go back, right? Yeah, so exactly. speaking of, you know, we when we talk to industry experts and we talk to people at conferences, you know, the airline industry gets a lot of flack for not accelerating their digital transformation initiatives, that they're still behind in concepts like retailing and dynamic pricing um, and other operational efficiencies. So why do you think they're or do you think that they're behind? I mean, it's all relative, I guess. I mean, I, I've even said this a little bit. Some of the topics that we're discussing with airlines right now are topics that I was discussing with retailers in the early 2000s, right, around personalization and offer optimization, those kinds of things. Um, I kind of take exception to this, though, because people think that the airline industry is, isn't innovative, and that just doesn't stand up to scrutiny at all. I mean... <laughs> By definition, the airline industry is innovative. They fly. They were the first industry to put people in the sky. I mean, that in and of itself is huge. It's an industry that marshaled in the jet age. I mean, they mm -hmm. created jets. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you think back to kind of the first dot com bubble um, or, you know, the real push to online commerce in the late 90s, early 2000s, the airline industry is the industry that really marshaled buying to the Internet. I mean, right. they're the ones who I'm. I ask these this of a lot of different people. Think of the first thing that you bought online where you put in your credit card number and said, oh, God, I hope this works. <laughs> it was probably a plane ticket. Right, it might exactly. Have been a hotel reservation or a rental car reservation or something like that, but it was probably a plane ticket. There, It's an innovative industry. Now, if you... If you believe everything that I just said, the innovation isn't linear. Mm -hmm. So the, the airline industry, from my perspective, does these big step changes every, I don't know, 10 to 20 years. And if you think about the the first dot-com wave in the late 90s, we're about due for another big shift in the airline industry. And I think we're starting to see, and have for the last couple of years, we're starting to see some of the preliminary waves of that next that next step in, in innovation that's going to come from the airline industry. That's interesting. So I'm, I might ask you later where you think that big wave of change is going to be. Sure. Um, but one of the questions I wanted to hit upon is, you know, the reason why people think that the airline industry is behind. And I think a lot of it is just that we're our own worst critics is that we have a lot of work to do in terms of mission critical systems. There's reservation systems, there's PSS. There's a lot of plumbing that airlines have to fix in order for them to do anything else. So where should airlines focus and how are they dealing with that change or that requirement? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like when you buy a really old house and you want to do renovations, right? You start cracking open the walls, you start redoing the plumbing, rewiring the house, and you realize, oh, wow, this is a lot to get into. Um, and there's really no good place to start, right? But mm -hmm. I think starting with some of the fundamentals is is really the, the, the thing that a lot of airlines are realizing that they need to do, making sure they've got the right infrastructure and foundation in place to be able to execute the next generation of strategies that they're going to in order to maximize their revenue. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier that 68% of airlines say they're currently working on upgrading software and IT infrastructure. But what does this change entail? Like, what, what are some of the things that you're seeing when you're working with customers? And who all is involved in this change? Who has a seat at the table? 
Yeah, so I mentioned earlier, there's just this huge wacky ecosystem in the airline industry. So everyone has a part to play. Uh, I mean, the GDSs, the PSS, um, the technology providers like pros that are providing more of the commerce solutions. And then there's the whole operation side of the house, too. I mean, mm-hmm. airlines are incredibly complex enterprises to operate. I mean, they've got to get people from point A to point B, but there's any number of touch points that have to happen there before you even think about, you know, ultimately the customer experience, right? I mean, yeah. Core operations of the airline. I think the smarter airlines are realizing, like I mentioned earlier, that they've got to have the right infrastructure in place. So they've got to make the kind of baseline investments in the right technology that underpins the enterprise uh, to be able to even have a fighting chance on the commercial side of making sure that their customers have an amazing experience. Um, The smart ones are starting with the customer in mind, because at the end of the day, that's that's who they're there to serve. Um, and then kind of working backward from that to see what are all of the things that they need to do, where are the investments that they need to make. But a lot of this is around having, you know, the right uh, PSS system in place. Um, a lot of this is around having the right uh, pricing systems in place, revenue management systems in place. Um, and, you know, all of that has to be underpinned by the right strategy, too. Mm-hmm. What, what, is the, what do the airlines actually want to be? Uh, who do they want to serve? What's their brand going to be about? And I think the more successful ones that you read about in the industry are the ones who have really kind of figured that out. Um, at least the more profitable ones are the ones who you know have figured out this is this is the these are the markets we want to serve. These are the, this is the network we want to have. This is um, the the fleet strategy that we have. This is the customer experience that we're going to drive, and then that strategy drives the technology and investments that they need to make. So who do you think within the airline owns that strategy? Does this come from a CIO, a CEO, or what teams should be driving this? Well, every airline's a little bit different. It, but in this regard, I don't think airlines are that different from other industries, right? It, it has to be the executive team collectively making the right decision um, for, for their company. I guess every airline is slightly different as far as who controls the purse strings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in some in some airlines, it's the the CIO or the CTO. Um, in other airlines, it's the chief revenue officer, or chief commercial officer. Where I've seen this happen the most effectively is where there's really good collaboration between the business team and the technology team at airlines. Again, I don't think that's special for the airlines necessarily, but you've got to have the right alignment between kind of the business teams and the technology teams at, at the airlines to make sure, to have even a chance of making sure that this is going to work out the right way. I would I would refer back to what I said earlier about having the customer in mind, because the ones who have really figured this out are, are there in lockstep between business and IT, if you will, on what they need to drive for their customers. And then that that's what drives their investment decisions. Exactly. I think that's a really good point that everything should start with the customer experience in mind. Can you give an example of where you're seeing some of these projects be successful, some of this change be successful? Yeah, we've been working with with one airline for, for many decades. Um, I wish I could say their name, but I'll just give you some examples of what I've seen from them that I think is really impressive. We've been working with them for multiple decades, and I think they realized uh, recently that they needed to really um, make a change in their uh, core infrastructure to be able to do all of the innovation that, that we jointly have been working on for, for multiple years. Um, they just went through the the you know the difficult process of completely updating their PSS, uh, and it was it was a huge endeavor. But they recognized that that was what they needed in order to to execute their um, innovation strategy around dynamic pricing, offer optimization, getting closer to what they know their customers ultimately want, which is a differentiated experience. Um, and you know, a PSS migration is never fun. It's never cheap. Um, 
and mm -hmm. it's not something that has you know a, a rock solid business case underneath it that says it's going to drive x million dollars in incremental revenue or x million dollars in cost savings or whatever of course there's some part some components of that but it's just something you have to do and i think they, they yeah. took the difficult decision to do it they put the right investment behind it they did a great job marshalling it across the finish line um, and now that's unlocked them to be able to do now what they want to do which i described earlier but um you know i think they've got great plans for kind of their their digital transformation if you will on the commercial side now yeah, that's really interesting. So what would be some of the typical pitfalls when it comes to implementing new software and making key infrastructure changes? I mean, I think the first one would be, you know, not having alignment. And we talked of about course. that. I mean, if you're not if you're not oriented toward the customer, I mean, you're, you're almost setting yourself up for failure. If uh, if the business team who's ultimately responsible for executing the commercial strategy and the IT team who are responsible for, for enabling that from a technology perspective aren't aligned, that's setting yourself up for failure. If you have, you know, vendors who are f constantly fighting with each other, that's that's a nightmare. If you have, um, you know, weird regulatory stances that, that causes pitfalls. I mean, there's lots of things that I think the better airlines who, are, who you know, really structure clear strategies around what they want to do um, are have gotten around. I mean, they, they avoid these pitfalls. So f for any of these initiatives, you know, there's a lot of conversation, at the, especially at the decision table of time to value and making sure leadership truly understands why change needs to happen and how it's going to impact the bottom line. Do you think there's clear buy-in when it comes to digital transformation, especially from leadership? And then are department leads doing a good job in convincing their leadership about the digital transformation that airlines need to do? I, I think it's getting better. I mean, there's like any transformation in any industry, there's going to be leaders and there's going to be laggards. Um, I think the leaders are, are starting to figure that out and starting to put um, put some money behind digital transformation that's going to make a difference for their bottom line. The airlines that do this really well have figured out what their strategy needs to be. And they've then defined their technology investments that align with that. And that that's the good ones that are doing that, right? Mm -hmm. I, th I think executives at airlines, um, at least from my experience, are thinking about this a lot. I mean, yeah. they, they really are. It's not like it's something that they have to be convinced that this needs to happen. I mean, they're, they're thinking about, because they're constantly keeping an eye on the competition, you know, the next wave of innovation. They're thinking about this a lot. I think where, where they tend to get stuck is on pulling all the pieces together, right? It's, it's not easy to, to, to go through some of these digital transformations and without the right program in place, without the right strategy, et cetera, like we talked about, um, you know, it, it, it just doesn't happen. It's like any industry in that there's, you know, there's new people coming into this industry all the time, right? And it's, um, you know, people catch the travel bug that want to go work for an airline. And, and you've got you know, this macro trend that we're seeing in other industries as well, where there's people who were born in the, you know, between 1980 and 2000, you, who are now entering the workforce. And they're the ones who are pushing, you know, they're not only consumers, but they're workers at these airlines as well. Right. They're, they're really pushing the airlines to, to innovate and, and use new technology and, um, you know, kind of update the plumbing, as you called it, um, you know, that, that's been around in the industry since, in some cases, you know, the 50s. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know very many, I guess, Gen Zers, if that's what we're calling them now, is uh, wanting to log into a blue screen and <laughs> plug away yeah. at their day-to-day -day job. So. And, you know, you, there's 
And it, it, yeah, exactly. They want this experience across all the platforms mm-hmm. that they're used to using. I mean, I, I don't think that every airline system can look like Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, but, of I course. Mean, that should that, that should be something that people are thinking about. Is like, what is the what is the internal experience for their employees look like? What is the external experience for their customers need to look like? And and those two need to kind of go hand in hand, using using modern technology, right? Using you know the next wave of innovation. Exactly. So then going back to your point about the next wave of innovation, what do you think that's going to be in the next 10 years for airlines? Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would go back to my retail experience where it's really about personalization. Right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think consumers want an experience that's relevant for them. Right. And airlines have got to get behind all of the things that need to happen in order for customers to get that experience. Right. Um, you know, gone are the days. This is long gone. I mean, it's not not like this is still out there, but gone are the days where it's like a full service plane ticket A to B, but it's not differentiated. Um, I mean, consumers want a travel experience. They don't even just want an airline experience. And and that that's going to be complex. I mean, it's really hard to manage those things, but that doesn't mean it's impossible. I mean, there's, there's real opportunity there. Uh, yes, people want to get from A to B safely. That's just table stakes in the industry, right? But, you know, they want to get to the airport, through the airport, uh, have a good experience at the airport. They want to get on the plane, um, sit in the seat that that they want. Um, you know, bring on board or not what they want. Um, eat on board, drink on board what they want. Uh, get to their destination, pick up their rental car, have a hotel, have good experiences in their destination, whether it's for work or for pleasure. And I think the airlines, as the the kind of the key piece of that travel experience have a lot to gain from making sure that those customers have an awesome experience right um and it's okay to make money out of that too i think you know it's not like customers aren't willing to pay for this stuff right i mean you know there might be some grumbling along the way about oh well it used to be this way or not but i mean the you know customers really are they're voting with their wallets. They're willing to pay exactly. for a better experience. And the airlines stand to gain from that. I think the smart ones are really going to be able to capitalize on that and, and accomplish ultimately what, what we all want to accomplish, which is a great uh, customer experience, which generates a loyal customer base and making money. And that's okay. I mean, at the end mm-hmm. of the day, I think that's okay. And, and like I said, the, the good airlines are going to figure that out and they're going to continue to innovate, continue to make money, continue to invest in their business. And it's going to be like any other in, um, industry where, you know, the laggards get left behind and then there's an industry shift. Right. I mean, some right. of these airlines are going to um, go out of business. There'll be new ones coming up that um, that, you know, push the next wave of, gen- of innovation maybe 15 or 20 years from now. Yeah, that's really fascinating. I think there is going to be a huge shift into all these concepts that I feel like we've been talking about forever, and it's just about time that we bring personalization and offer optimization, enhancing every single customer t- touch point out there. And and like you said, data shows that passengers are willing to pay for a better experience at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. So we started this podcast talking about 2020 initiatives, resolutions. Do you mind sharing what you have for your team in terms of goals and how you want to serve the airlines our airline customers around the world. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm incredibly excited about 2020 um, at pros and with our professional services team because we're going to continue to invest really around making sure that we accelerate the time to value for our customers. Um, it's about making our solutions easy to adopt, easy to trial, easy to adopt, easy to roll out, and and shortening that time to value window so that cust- so that our customers, the airlines of the world, and really the travel providers of the world, can 
accomplish their business cases. They make a they make an investment in pros, and we need to make that investment an easy decision to make uh, and an easy um, an easy thing to to adopt and roll out. So a couple of things that we're doing. One, one thing that I'm really excited about in 2020, we're launching this uh, concept called Global Practices, where we're going to take some subject matter experts, some real industry veterans, and and put them in these global practices where they will be. Uh, responsible for making sure we drive standardization in our implementations, uh, better documentation, better training, better better enablement, but also you know being out there in the industry writing writing white papers, going, going to conferences, talking to people about you know all the great innovation that Pros is doing, and we're also going to be you know partnering across Pros to make sure that we're bringing the best experience for our customers, right? Um, because again. We're we're a service provider as well, just like the airlines are. We want to make sure that our customers have a delightful experience when they work with pros. And and my team, the professional services team, um, for travel, you know, is is one of the key customer facing organizations here. And and I want to make sure that we're you know constantly making it better for our customers to have confidence in the investment that they're making in pros. Michael, thank you so much for joining us. We had a great time talking to you. I want to ask you one last question. Can you tell us about your worst? or best travel experience? My best travel experience, hands down, has to be when I went on my honeymoon. So I mentioned I'm a bit of an aviation geek. I'm also a points and miles uh, um, aficionado, I suppose. And I'd saved up a bunch of points and uh, we cashed in to fly first class to Asia and spent four weeks uh, in oh, Southeast nice. Asia traveling around. And um, you know, being the geek that I am, I actually constructed the 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 awards itinerary so that we could spend the entire day in the first class terminal at Frankfurt Airport, which anybody else would say, wait, why do you want to spend the entire day at the airport? But I said, it's the first class terminal. It was pretty fun. Uh, so it was my honeymoon. I mean, you know, better, right? So that was definitely hands down my best experience. I think that's a dream for a lot of people is to experience first class. So great. Well, again, thank you, Michael. We appreciate yeah, having pleasure. you and um, love to see you again. Yeah, likewise. Happy 2020. Thanks for listening to the Pros Travel Podcast, The View from 30,000 Feet. Special thanks to our guests and our producer, Genevieve Todd. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any feedback, a burning idea, or know of an industry expert we should feature, shoot us an email at ametha at pros.com. That's A-M-E-H-T-A at pros.com. You're now free to move about the cabin.